0: Welcome back to Splinters, the bench podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, Apple Store, YouTube Music, Spotify, TuneIn and all good podcast sites. We do it all for Atlas Chartered Accountants, the Hornsby Guy Post, the Hornsby RSL and ISC Sports. Anthony the Bull Caruso with the Spicy Chorizo Dom Rizzuto as we wrap up. 2021, NPL New South Wales. We've got the rest of the divisions to go through, divisions two through to four, and we'll make a mention of a few of the, a few of the keynotes from these competitions. We're going to start off, Don with NPL 2, where, of course, two significant teams from our very own catchment, Northwest Sydney Spirit and the Northern Tigers, both currently compete... But it was a massive surprise at the top of the table with St George City promoted two years ago into NPL two, topping the competition.
1: Yeah, a bit of a shock, wasn't it? We didn't uh, probably see this, but off the back of Jason Romero's nineteen goals, they stormed ahead this year. You know, with five points ahead of the next best, twenty-two goal difference, which is pretty astounding, really, and and one that uh, I you know they'll be disappointed again that this season. Is it going to be a year that they get promoted? Uh, because they would have definitely been of a a chance to get there had they um, finished this one up
0: this year off. And of course, we haven't seen a St George team in the top flight for many years since the days of St George Saints, of course, formerly known as St George Budapest. And there, you know, this rivalry within the St George region is starting to build quite nicely now.
1: Yeah, uh, and. No, it's interesting because it is it is a fast-growing area, you know that, that that St George region and it, it, you know more and more people looking to play play football there, um uh, if, if they're not playing rugby league. So it's um
0: uh, can only be good uh for the for the for the region and and for the club moving forward. Western Sydney Wanderers once again finishing second. Ali Agula picking up 13 goals, one player to watch over the next couple of years. And their own Northern Tigers finishing in third place, a very solid performance, and they were further boosted with uh, Joe Fox's mid-season transfer over from Manly United, um, helping them out Im- immensely, finishing off with Central Coast Mariners, finishing in fourth place uh, just ahead of... Hakoa, Sydney, City East and the Northwest Sydney Spirits. So both, um, Northern Suburbs teams ending up in the, in the top half of the competition, showing the strength of the local region once again.
1: Yeah. Northern Tigers, uh, you know, you'll talk about how well the women's team played, uh, this season. The men's team in, in MPL 2, you know, after having a, a disappointing NPL 1 season last year, really looking to bounce back strong um we're right up in the mix for for that promotion as well so good signs for them that they they're going to have the ability to to challenge again for a for a a place in that MPL 1 division and i'm sure that'll be excited about uh the prospect of you know having that opportunity once again
0: of course, some sad news coming out from North West Sydney spirit. Uh, club stalwart Andrew Robertson, he is leaving the club now. He will be moving down to Melbourne uh, for very positive reasons, though. So he, he's been studying medicine at the University of Notre Dame. Uh, he'll be moving to Melbourne to finish his final um, year of study, which will be a placement study year. And he'll be playing football down there. So, you know, considering the standard of the play, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up somewhere like a Heidelberg or a Bentley down in NPL Victoria. Definitely worth a shot. Big clubs, big reputations. Absolutely. Going through the rest of the competition there. St. George Saints finishing in eighth position on 22 points. Bonnie Rig White Eagles, once upon a time a powerhouse in NPL one. They, geez, they've fallen on hard times finishing on 18 points. The Southern District Raiders, hills united blacktown Spartans, and for mine i really have to say the biggest disappointment out of all of npl2 mounties wanderers and it's amazing to think that we were talking about this team making a massive stand to move for npl1 especially when two years ago they signed mark bridge to play up front for them
1: yeah shockingly poor uh, from this Mountie side this year um don't really have the answers for you in this one as to why uh it went so horribly wrong for them they'll be one of the fortunate ones that, that uh will get to a second chance at redemption thanks to the uh covid um lockdown here in New South Wales um they were poor across you know both uh the the first sorry, the the first team in the NPL2 and the under 20s team in the in the uh uh, NPL two and didn't really have an answer at all. Couldn't, you know, leak goals and uh, like the Titanic and couldn't you know hit a barn door when it came to to gold. So uh, n- no no answers for this team this year.
0: A real a real uh, a real shock. And this is the thing though with Mounties Wanderers because of course they do have the backing of the Mounties group, but we've seen it now with a couple of clubs that have had that Mounties backing over the last couple of years since COVID hit. Um, the, the money. In terms of those clubs, they've really dried up and it's, it really goes to wonder whether they're actually sustainable, this model, especially when you consider that you've got the Southern District Rangers in exactly the same area.
1: Yeah, yeah, real strange. Uh, yeah, once again, the performances uh, of both those teams and I'm sure they'll look to next year to uh, do things a bit better.
0: We move on then to NPL3 and everyone's favourite fairy tale story, the right-on-mean Lions, they they dropped themselves down to NPL3 from NPL2 because they felt that they were going to be uncompetitive in NPL2. It has to be said, Dom, they were probably right to do so. Well, I mean, they've kind of, uh,
1: I suppose, uh, gone into a a bit of a, um, you know, they're good to reset themselves this year, but... You know they would have been promoted next year. Uh, they um, got had the season finished this year, and they're getting another crack at, at doing that. So probably the right division for them. But I reckon there's a chance that they should really be trying to apply their trade in in MPL um, two. I think the problem that they have is is that as we've mentioned, is they they, they lose a few players once they start to get up the ranks you know, and that's where the, the challenge is, right? And you think about geographically where Rydalmere is, you know, located. It's not the most popular. It's almost a, just a small suburb in in the ride district, right? So, you know, they lose players to, like, the Northern Tigers and they're, you know, just down the road because of the size in which that they, uh, they operate at and the landscape that they cover. Um, but this Lions team, you know, were pretty dominant in MPL three and you know they're dominant again in the MPL three um, next year. There should be no reason why they shouldn't be making the 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 step up and trying and their luck in uh, MPL two.
0: They um, they headed off the Bankstown City Lions and indeed there are a couple of clubs in this competition that actually you know have a very unusual situation that they do have a very strong women's program and their men's are floundering at the moment. And you got the likes of Bankstown City Lions, Macarthur Rams. And Sydney University all ending up in this competition, but all three of them very strong women's teams, but their men's competitions really left scratching their head as to why they can't replicate it. Uh, Base um
1: Sydney University, uh, I think the and what was the other team? Sorry, you mentioned Macarthur. Macarthur, uh, Macarthur have no excuse. Maybe they, you know, especially considering how well they did in the A League this year. Um, off the back of their first season. Bankstown don't really have an excuse to. I get Sydney University, that whole competition, that whole, sorry, that whole university lives and breathes rugby union. There's, you know, the, the football is, it's not in the halls of that college whatsoever. So it doesn't really surprise me so much. But yeah, the other two teams, yeah, quite surprising that they haven't been able to replicate it on the men's side of the draw. But that being said, Banks nancy the Lions, you know, they, they had an okay year in MPL three, you know, coming in second. Macarthur weren't very good, you know, they'll they'll be poor. But yeah, considering where those two teams are placed, you know, geographically, it's uh, it's surprising to say the least.
0: Some of the other teams that are noted there, Gladesville Ride Magic finishing in the top half of the competition just ahead of the Central Coast United. One of the more famous clubs as well in NPL3, the Inter Lions. Now, these it's a club that's been around for forever and a day when it comes to football, they're in NPL3, but they'll, they're like one of those clubs, like Burry FC. They're just around until the club decides that they're eventually going to fold. Yeah,
1: it's a shame really, but what can you do?
0: Oh, well, absolutely! The team from the uh, from the Concord region, you know, they're, they're still hanging around. The Dunbar Rovers, Canterbury Bankstown Berries. we remember them from a couple of seasons ago. Dom, of course, they uh, they almost went the entire MPL two season winless, but they managed to just hang on for a win. No surprise they got relegated, and then bringing up the rear. The Inner West Hawks, of course, the new name for the previously known Stanmore Hawks. I think for a while, this would have actually been your area when you were living down that way for a while. Uh, They finished up on just four points. They will be questioning whether they themselves stay in MPL 3, given how badly they went.
1: Yeah, they didn't play too well in uh, this year. Probably Dulwich Hill. Uh, is the, uh, team that I used to live right down from the road, uh, from their local ground where they used to play, uh, at a, 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 on a little astroturf field that they had there. And they, and they, tra- a lot of the schools down there went and trained did sports there. Uh, good to see them doing reasonably well. But yeah, the Stanmore Hawks or the Inner West Hawks, they would have been closer to me when I moved into a place in St. Peter's. But yeah, probably more synonymous with that Dulwich Hill team, uh, playing for the Marrickville Red Devils
0: that's uh, very disappointing to see in terms of Stanwell because, of course, once upon a time, they did have a very strong youth academy. Um, But it has really come to naught there. So NPL 3, there it is. there. And a quick mention, the under-20s, Dulwich Hill, uh, very strong there, just edging out the Dunbar Rose ahead of the Central Coast United and Bankstown United. What was a very top-heavy ladder there? Only eight points separating the top five teams.
1: Yeah, it was a very close season, wasn't it? Look... There was, you know, as you mentioned, from the, from the top five down, it was, it was all very, very uh, congested. Uh, and I think when you get to that, this kind of level, it tends to be the case, really. You know, the Jets were, were, were pretty strong. I mean, when you think about it, they're probably the best team in the division with an insane goal difference of 54
0: plus. But as we move on to MPL 4.
1: Yeah, as we've thought of NPL4, but as you mentioned, very congested throughout the whole uh, competition.
0: Yeah, as I said, NPL4, Newcastle Jets, no surprise that they've absolutely dominated the competition. And really, even though, and uh, we've got to make mention of this, even though football New South Wales said there will be no promotion, no relegation, is there a case, is there an honest case for the Newcastle Jets Youth Academy to get promoted anyway to NPL3 at the expense of the Inner West Hawks?
1: Yeah, I think so. If you think the NOS talks and the way that they played, and then you look at Newcastle, I think there's definitely a case to argue a switch there for sure. But do you set a precedent for, for everybody, right? I
0: don't know if that should be the case. Maybe you leave it as a voluntary relegation and then you offer it to Newcastle. Would that Would that work? They don't have to, if they Maybe. don't want If they don't have to, they don't want to.
1: Maybe, I don't know. I'm not too sure. Yeah. I think you keep it the same.
0: You keep it the same. Fair enough, fair enough. Coming in second for NPL 4, Fraser Park on 36. Uh, a couple of very, very well-known clubs after Fraser Park as well. The Camden Tigers on 27th points, And then one that absolutely breaks my heart. And quite a few of the football purists, including our good friend Andrew Prentice, who is a bit of a fan of these guys. The Parramatta Melita Eagles. <laughs> finishing fourth in NPL 4 when you only need to think... That three years ago they were competing in NPL One.
1: Yeah, pretty crazy, right? How far that they've 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 fallen. This uh, this Parramatta team. It's
0: like seeing. It's like talking about Bolton Wanderers.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a few teams who I would uh, throw into that mix uh, that have had some fall from graces. Bolton would be one of them. This this is quite the fall uh, from from um, the from the Eagles. Uh, and it's got to be up there as one of the, one of the great uh, dynasty collapses.
0: It absolutely is. This this once-proud club competing at Melita Stadium. You've got to think, once upon a time, they even competed in the National Soccer League, a powerhouse within NPL. New South Wales won. They're now down in NPL 4. You know, even Andrew Prentice, when discussing this with him, was left scratching his head. And he, he's gotten to the point where he even thinks, you know, the only two things left to do with this club is either blow it up and start again or just shut the doors of the entire club?
1: I think at this stage you just shut it down, don't you, really? There's not much more you can do. Blow it up, do it again, spend a load of money, don't go anywhere. What's the point?
0: You think they're done? I think they're done. You think they're done? Wow. We then go through the rest of the teams, UNSW in the middle of the pack for NPL4, along with the Nepean FC, the Hurstville Minotaurs, um, Hawkesbury City, Prospect United, South Coast Flames, Western Rage, who are the new name for the club, the Granville Rage, and Western New South Wales, which is the team sort of covering sort of the more Blue Mountains and heading out towards Bathurst, um, coming up bottom of NPL four. That is all of the NPL competitions. A significant question for you, Dom, in regards to this, because we are talking, of course, about this restructured to three NPL divisions it would be fair to say that maybe next year it's going to be based off the six bottom teams for NPL4 as the easy way to do it or do you think that there are potential nominations from other from say NPL3 or NPL2 that warrant having these clubs are removed from NPL altogether keeping in mind of course that although we do have very different, there are very differing views when it comes to the A League youth categories competing in this competition. Um,
1: are there a few cases that teams, the teams should get promoted and relegated? Uh, yeah, I think absolutely. I think obviously let's start from the bottom, the very bottom. Newcastle Jets head and shoulders above everybody in in Div Four, and the Inno-West Hawks were not. And not too sure whether that's because you know the quality in MPL Three is really high and the quality was really low and. NPL four. I'm not too sure. I think you could definitely make a case there. Um, then you go a bit further up. I think there's a case for Rydelmere to get pushed up and have the Mounties drop. But was that just a, a a strange season for Mounties that you know we can't really put a put a finger on it? But if you look at how congested NPL two was when you look from second down to all the way down to sort of seventh and eighth, there's a chance that Rydelmere put it, could have been competitive in in, in the division uh, this year. Um, I'll always fancy Sydney youth to get relegated, always, as I've mentioned many times, but I think there's definitely worth an argument here and there, but I think if you're going to do it, you've got to do it across every every division, not just one or the other. So it's one of those things where it's like you do it or you don't do it, and I think it's smarter, but they just don't do it.
0: And I mean, the the other thing as well that you have is the debate about whether they contribute towards battles for promotion and relegation. Because what we see in the women's competition is that you have the Football New South Wales Institute and the emerging Jets, who are perennially within NPL1, but points from those matches don't contribute towards whether a team gets promoted or whether they get relegated. Now, there's a debate about whether this should also be implemented for the A-League academies, to be kept in MPL One. My belief, my personal opinion, is that if these clubs are to be in MPL One to three, I don't have a problem with that. But they go through the same promotion and relegation system like everybody else. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with that for sure. So if if Sydney FC have another stinker like they did last year, then yes, I think they should get rele- they should get relegated. And if it so happens that the Western Sydney Wanderers are the ones who get promoted, so be it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm all for it. I think that they, I think if they're going to be in the competition, they should abide by the same rules. I think that means going up and down.
0: Now, what about your favourites for teams that you think might get, might get dropped? For mine, I've got a couple of thoughts in regards to this. I think. Western New South Wales and the South Coast Flames have absolutely no point with being in the MPL 4 to start off with, because they're well outside the region. I mean, you could, could make a case for the Newcastle Jets not even being it, given how far out of the region they are, but... You know, given their place within the, I guess the tapestry of football, it's almost like they're going to be in there by force. I could say as well, and this is going to be highly controversial, maybe I agree with you. Maybe Parramatta Eagles need to be punted and told to start again. <sighs> it's
1: a tough one. But again, I have to agree with you, Carissa.
0: Anything from your side in terms of teams that should be, when this, when this, um, contraction of the competition occurs, are there any teams that you think, you'd think would be, um, Nominations for um for relegation from NPL oh, altogether.
1: It's tough. It's tough. You know, you you've got to start down in Division Four, don't you? Really, um, it's hard to say. You know, who should go and who shouldn't go. You know, Paramount and Melita. You could say that. You could say the same thing for the Western Rage and Western New South Wales, right? Like, I think they could be they could be punted. Quite close. That southern South Coast Flames, another one. You know, Remember, there's got to be
0: six teams. Six teams you need to find. So that's four of them potentially.
1: You know, and then if you look at the way, that, I mean, you can't punt anybody who's not in Div is who's above Div four, can you? Like at the moment, that's impossible. You'd have to punt the six teams that are at the are bottom of of Div four, and that's from down. Well, really, if you really wanted to. You'd run the season next year, and you do it like yeah. Remember that movie Semi Pro with Will Ferrell? Yeah. You do top four teams. You know when they're they're gonna they were gonna cull teams and they were gonna stand them down, and they were like it goes top four teams make it through. That's what you do. You play off next year, and the four teams that are that make it through, they're allowed to to compete and stay in the in the three NPL divisions, and the rest of the competition of that don't make it in NPL four, they get promoted. They they get punted back to their local divisions.
0: There you are, ladies and gentlemen, a big big call in that regard there. It's going to be a straight cull, and we we look forward to see what's going to be happening with that. A quick mention as well before we go, of course, at this stage, the FFA Cup is still happening. That's at least one shining light, and it has to be said that there are some teams from... New South Wales that will be competing, will be competing on. The round of 32 has been announced for the FFA Cup, and we can say that the matches that have been organised as follows for our NPL teams. To start off with, Tigers FC from the ACT, they're gonna be going up against your beloved Apia Lycart.
1: Well, (laughs) I mean, there'll be a few people that haven't played a lot of football, uh, recently, so to be honest with you, it's kind of anyone's game at this stage. I think in this next round of FFA Cup matches, there could be an upset on the cards, but I'll,
0: I'll, I'll stick with it with, uh, with you're the with back You're backing the boys in, aren't of you? Of course, of course. You are backing the boys in. The other games involving teams from NPL New South Wales, the Wollongong Wolves will be travelling to Popondetta Park to play Draw Town Rangers. Should be an absolute cracker.
1: Yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good FFA Cup match-up and one that we uh, will keep a close eye on for sure.
0: Of the rest of the matches, the Western Sydney Wanderers, they'll be travelling to Broadmeadow Magic. Sydney Olympic will host Sydney FC. That should be an absolute cracker.
1: Yep, looking forward to that one too. It's good to see that uh, they're getting drawn against each other and it opens up the opportunity potentially for teams lower down to to sneak past them and sneak through. Um, You know, pretty close on the ladder this year as well, um, respectively in the NPL. So I imagine that uh, that one's going to be... uh, a tightly, excuse me, a tightly fought contest.
0: And finally, and we've seen these two go up before. And we've seen the underdog win this, Dom. Blacktown City versus the Central Coast Mariners, the first oh. upset to ever occur in the FFA Cup.
1: It was the first upset. Was it really an upset at the time, considering where the Mariners were? I think at that time, I was probably calling them to be bombed from the A League altogether. Uh, how things have changed in the last twelve months for so the you know, Central Coast Mariners. It'll be an interesting one, considering the Mariners won't have played much football during that time. And you know, potentially it's on, it's on again. And I think that's what the that, that's what the magic of the cup at the end of the day, isn't it? So, hopefully, we get something similar again. Um, but that's not to say that I don't appreciate the Mariners being back up at the summit of the A League.
0: Well, we look forward to that. They are scheduling the matches at the moment for the 29th of August, but that is to be determined uh, with plenty of the regulations around COVID set to be announced. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is full-time here on Splinters The Bench podcast. I want to thank Dom Rizzuto for joining us here, and fantastic to talk about NPL New South Wales, even though it is to bring an early conclusion to the season.
1: Definitely. It's a shame, but... um... I'm glad that we could be here to talk about it. Regardless,
0: don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, next week we'll be continuing our wrap up of MPL football. It'll be the women's turn. Zoe Benjamin and Georgia Lomas Footer and will be joining us on the show. Hopefully, we'll have a couple of guests joining in on that as well. But until then, this is Splinters, the Bench Podcast on Triple H. FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, Apple Store, YouTube Music, Spotify, TuneIn, and all good podcast sites, we do it all. For Atlas Chartered Accountants, the Hornsby Korean Guy Post, the Hornsby RSL, and ISC Sports. On behalf of Dom Rizzuto, I'm Anthony Caruso. Run hard or run home. Good night.